Greeny with Mike Greenberg, the podcast. All right, Greeny, we roll along with you here. Uh, presented by Progressive Insurance Guest on the Goodyear Hotline. Plenty of time in this hour for your calls. So a weird thing has just happened. I don't know what to do. Maybe you can tell me what I should do. I just got notification that someone is using FaceTime from my home right now. Okay. And so I just texted Stace to say, are you using FaceTime on my Apple ID? And she said, no, I'm in a taxi and I'm not. So what do I do? Someone is FaceTiming from my phone right, or from my Apple account right now. So we are to believe, oh, from your account. You said not from your home or from your account? Well, from, from, my, from my Apple account, I think. I'm guessing this is a situation in which you're showing your age a bit. Sometimes like, you'll get notifications like that. I'm guessing that it's nothing. I think it's less likely that your home has been burgled and someone has used their time to FaceTime someone else from your home. Don't you think so? No, I'm not worried that someone is burgling. I'm worried that someone's stealing my information. I, like, what does... what? Is that, um, is this, am I worried about nothing here? Bubba, should I be concerned about <laughs> well, this? Well, I mean, I guess the question, is this a, a legit notification or is this like a spam notification that you're going to start clicking on things and <laughs> no. next thing you know, then no, they're nothing. stealing your notification? There was nothing like that. No, I just didn't know. No. I mean, you, you, well, you what is the notification? Who's the notification from? Well, I don't know. I mean, you butt dial like once back. a week. I'm sure it's probably a user error here. I, I clicked on, I clicked on the note that said, it doesn't make any difference. I'm good here. And then I texted Stace, and she was like, no, I'm in a cab, and so now <laughs> like, I can't get back the notification, so I don't know what to do. Was it an email, or where did it come from? No, it, it popped up on my phone. It just popped up. It just popped up that saying someone is using your account right now. I don't like this. No, not at all. I feel like I should do something, well, but she- I, for the life of me, I don't know what. So... I mean, you're, you, you are using your account right now. I mean, there, it could very easily be a, a little pop-up glitch. All right. I'm just counting on everything being okay here, but I'm not going to lie to you. I'm not comfortable. You're a little nervous. I, I'm a little nervous about this. Let's see what happens. Uh, did you know that some things have been low on our to-do list, but life insurance can no longer be one of them? If you're like me with a wife and kids, you need to protect them. You need SelectQuote. SelectQuote has been helping families for over 35 years. Get your free quote at SelectQuote.com. That's SelectQuote.com. I'm sorry, what? 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 I'm sorry, what? what? I'm sorry, What? I'm sorry, what? All right, the traditional I'm sorry what, where you will hear interesting people saying interesting things. We're going to start with Joe Judge, the head coach of the New York Giants, whose team was absolutely humiliated yesterday. I mean, uh, dominated in every way you can. And if you're just tuning in, I've been very critical of his decision to leave his quarterback in all the way to the end. But one way or another, Joe Judge, after the game, had this to say. I'm just telling you this right now. Like, we don't have a room full of guys right now looking around and wondering. We don't have a room full of guys who are waiting for next year. We don't have a room full of guys who are waiting for someone to show up and save us. Okay, the only one to make an impact to change anything that we're doing are all the men in that room. The coaches, the players, that's it. Okay, so we're in that submarine right now. All right, something happens wrong in that submarine. It's got to be someone on that ship to step up and save that thing, right? You spring a leak, someone's got to plug that thing for you. No one's coming. They don't get there in time to help you if you don't fix it yourselves. So we rely on ourselves. The hell's he talking about? I, I don't even know what that. Like that's the kind of stuff that when you're winning sounds great. You're like, oh, listen, he's making a submarine analogy. And when you're when your team is as bad as his team is, like I think he's trying to harken back to the Rick Pitino. You know, Larry Bird is not walking in that door, and Kevin McHale is not walking in that door. I think that's what he's trying. Is the sound to you like that's what he's trying to say? I, I guess it's a bad analogy for sure. I don't. <laughs> I mean, that's not even the right analogy for what happened yesterday. Yesterday, the, the ship sunk and no one could plug it. Yeah. I, don't, I don't really understand the <clears throat> Nuno, what's he talking about? Analogy. I have no idea. <laughs> I listened to that whole 11 minutes, and I just this morning, I just got angrier and angrier and angrier. 
of listening to him. Um, yes, if you if you want to harken back to the great Michael Ray Richardson and the ship be sinking yeah. when he played with the Knicks, yeah. like that's one thing. Dude, just take it down a notch. <laughs> just like you can't. It's and more and more I listen to him and see and his and the decisions and and we can get into this in another conversation and what Brian Flores is doing in in uh, Miami. Stay away from the Bill Belichick coaching tree. It's a complete and utter disaster. You need to rip up the roots. That thing is dead. Yeah. Look, I mean, again, Dan Orlovsky used the term Tommy Toughnuts to describe the style of coach that Joe Judge is. When, when, and what he's saying there, he sounds like he's aggravated by being asked questions about his team's performance. Like, your team was embarrassing yesterday. That, that, was, that was as non-competitive as a game could possibly be. And so I, I'm going to listen to that again. Tell me if you can make any sense of anything he said. I'm just telling you this right now. Like, we don't have a room full of guys right now looking around and wondering. We don't have a room full of guys who are waiting for next year. We don't have a room full of guys who are waiting for someone to show up and save us. Okay, the only one who can make an impact to change anything that we're doing are all the men in that room. The coaches, the players, that's it. Okay, so we're in that submarine right now. All right, something happens wrong in that submarine. It's got to be someone on that ship to step up and save that thing, right? You spring a leak, someone's got to plug that thing for you. No one's coming. They don't get there in time to help you if you don't fix it yourselves. So so we rely on ourselves. Did we just put a submarine sound effect in the back of that? That's hilarious. Well done. Uh, that's well done by Bubba. Like, he sounds like he's saying, he sounds like he's saying the only people who can solve this problem are the people in that room. And he, he kind of sounds like he's not taking a lot of responsibility mm. for how bad it is. Mm. I, I, look, I don't know Joe Judge from anybody, but I've been around sports a long time. If you're going to act the way he acts, your team damn be- damn damn well better win. Well, because <laughs> when you act like that and your team puts out performances like that, people just tune you out immediately. The players do, mm. the fans do. That's that. Like when you sound like well, there's no one's going to do this, right? And he keeps saying right. I mean, he sounds. He sounds like Humphrey Bogart in the Kane Mutiny. Like he sounds good. They were all eating the strawberries. That's a dated reference. But I don't have a newer one than that. Like. It, that ship, Nuno gave, this is a little newer, although it's also a dated reference, but Michael Ray Richardson, man, that ship has sink, that ship has sunk. It has sunk. That, that, there, are, there are a handful of teams in the NFL whose seasons are over. They're one of them. Mm. So that doesn't play. I mean, you can't continue to act that way when your team is one and five. He, like that just doesn't work. He's acting like he's Bill Belichick or Nick Saban, both of whom he coached under without having won anything. So right. like if this culture building thing that he's doing was going to work, I think we probably would know it by now. All right. Next, uh, I'm sorry, what is Aaron Rodgers? You saw it. He uh, gets up after running in a touchdown and is yelling at the fans. I own you. I've owned you all my life. I own you. I own you. To the Chicago fans, here's what he said about it after. Sometimes you black out on the field <laughs> in, a good, in a good way. Uh, I've definitely blacked out uh, from a concussion, which isn't a good way. But uh, I looked up in the stands, and in the front row, all I saw was a woman giving me the double bird. <laughs> so I'm not sure exactly what came out of my mouth next. Uh, I mean, it's great. And, and that was, look, there was a, an old axiom in the law. Truth is an absolute defense. So when he's yelling, I own you at the fans, there's really not a damn thing anyone can say back (laughs) because truth is the absolute defense. And he does. Aaron Rodgers owns the Bears. With apologies to the McCaskey family, uh, previously the Hallis family, I mean, it's all one family, 
who have owned the Chicago Bears since their inception. I did see that some creative person changed the Wikipedia page to list Aaron Rodgers as the new owner of the Bears. <laughs> my concern is that that's the same person who's FaceTiming from my account right now. Because if you can figure out how to do that, maybe you can figure out how to use my account. I'm made very uncomfortable mm. by this. I'm trying to focus through this conversation, and I'm struggling to do it. Um, one more. Uh, you want to hear the Cowboys or the Browns? Oh, let's do the Cowboys. What the heck? This is the game-winning touchdown yesterday in the overtime, 105-3 the fan. Play fake. Boot to the right. Looking down the field. Lamb. 10-5. Victory. Cowboys win. The ghosts are exorcised. They certainly are. I mean, the Cowboys are exercising all the ghosts. They're phenomenal. Period. Full stop. New paragraph. If you're trying to get taunting out of football, how is what C.D. Lamb does at the end of that game not taunting? He basically stops running walks into the end zone so that guy can come over and get close enough to him but hopeless, I mean, having no chance of stopping him, rather than just running it. Like, what he does is a trillion times more disrespectful than stuff that we've seen called taunting in the NFL all season long. (laughs) And so the guy shoves him, and and I said this to Ryan Clark. I said, like, what? Ryan Clark said, we're going to have a fight. I don't care if the game is over. If you do that to me... Mm. That then, then you know, again, RC was a tough sa- safety. He said, you do that to me. You do to me what, what uh, C.D. Lamb does going into the end zone yesterday. We are going to have a fight. There is going to be a fight that ensues from that. And I'm not surprised by that. Like, that to me is more taunting than getting up and saying something after a, a comparatively routine play in the middle of a game. Do, does that make sense at all to you? Yeah, and, and let's just say, let's live in a world in which they did call that since it's a walk-off play. What what is what is the ruling then? Are they taking the points off? How does that work? Like if if they had called unsportsmanlike because there's no further play, do you know what the rule is? No, I mean they're they're not going to. They're not going to call anything on that because it just, it's irrelevant. They, there could be a fine, but the game is actually over. Right. So if they want, and they're not going to fine him for that. It's like always a, defensive players that get banged. If it had turned like. into a fight, then I'm sure they would have dealt with it in some way, one way or another. The Cowboys are just legit. I said it on Twitter yesterday. I said it on Get Up this morning, and I'll say it again. For the last 20 years, that exact game, the Patriots win it every time. And for the last 20 years, that exact game, the Cowboys lose it every time. doesn't matter who they're playing. And so the Patriots now are the team that loses that game because they don't have Tom Brady anymore. And the Cowboys are the team that wins that game because they're just so good. The Cardinals have bragging rights of being the last unbeaten. They're excellent. What a statement performance yesterday. The Rams are really good. Brady's Bucks are really good. But if you ask me right now to say which team I – and we're, we're two months away from all this, three months away from all this. So any number of things are going to change. But right now, if the playoffs started right now, I would pick the Cowboys mm. to win the NFC. I think I would pick them against anybody – and I would just hope to death the coach doesn't get a chance to screw it up for him. <laughs> what that, do you think? Well, is that, I don't agree with that. I think Arizona's the best team in the NFC right now. Do you really think the Cowboys, is it because you think they can win more ways? Yeah. I, I, I just think they're that kind of good. The defense is incredibly opportunistic. The quarterback is super elite. They have outstanding talent. The, the Cardinals, obviously, their quarterback is playing out of his mind. They have great receivers. Their defense might be a little better, right. all things considered. I don't know. There's just something about the way the Cowboys are playing. It feels like their year. 
Sometimes that happens. It's been a long time. Maybe it's their year. Maybe it's not. We'll see. We're a long way away from finding out. By the way, Cowboys Cardinals, January 2nd. Second to last week of the mm. season. Could be for the one seed. We'll yeah. see how it all plays out. Up next, Nuno's notes will include everyone on one team getting fired. And we also have plenty of time for your calls as we continue in this hour as well. It's Greeny on ESPN Radio. Greeny, the podcast. Brainstorm. What is something that works so well that it's basically magic? Air conditioning, noise-canceling headphones, meeting-free Fridays. What about selling with Shopify? (coughs) Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're auctioning autographed apparel or selling sleek skis, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. From their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system, wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout, up to 36% better compared to all other leading commerce platforms and sell more with less effort thanks to shopify magic your ai powered all-star shopify powers 10 percent of all e-commerce in the u.s and shopify is the global force behind all birds rothy's and brooklinen and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries plus shopify's extensive help resources are there to support your success every step of the way because businesses that grow grow with shopify sign up for a one dollar per month trial period at shopify.com com slash greeny all lowercase go to shopify.com slash greeny now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in shopify.com slash greeny for the ones who get it done granger offers high quality supplies and solutions for every industry as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions plus their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer call clickgranger.com or just stop by All right, we debuted uh, Nuno's Notes and the new Open yesterday. Our producer, Nuno, always uh, inserting his opinions into our show, Google Doc. And we told Bubba that maybe we'd like a little more in the Open. I thought the Open was good, but I thought it could be better. Here is part two of the Nuno's Notes Open. What's going on, Nuno? Not much, Greeny. Nuno is a unique personality. There's just that je ne sais quoi. He puts notes on all of the games into the Google Doc for me. I'm definitely a savant. And I like it. I just enjoy it. Nuno's Notes. Ah, sure. Let's do it. Very well done. All right, so that's extremely well done. Let's go through them here. It starts with the Rams and the Giants. Rams 38, Giants 11. And these were the notes that Nuno sent to me. One, Rams are the most complete team in the NFC. Two, I need heads to roll now, not at the end of the season. Who are you firing? Right now, if you're John Marat, Nuno, I'm giving you ownership of the New York Giants for the next hour. What are you doing? Gettleman is gone. Um, let me just, let's just, these are the, some stats. Hembo's our stat guy, but I got some stats for you. Let's hear them. They're one in five right now. I don't know when their next win is going to be. You know, they have the they have the Panthers and then the Raiders. They just it's ridiculous. They were well, let's face it, there's no team correct. they could be playing that you wouldn't think to yourself, <laughs> that's a loss. Correct. <laughs> they were they started one and eight in two thousand and seventeen, the year before Gettleman got there. One and seventeen the following year, two and eleven the fo- after the that, and one and seven last year. 
this is a dredge is that of the uh, franchise of the NFL. And I don't even know if I'm using that right. I don't care. It sounds good in my head. They are a complete and utter disaster, an embarrassment for the NFL. Like, he has to go. Jason so it starts Garrett, with Gettleman. For you, it starts with Gettleman. And then, yes, and one of these, one of these uh, coordinators, preferably Jason Garrett, Patrick Graham, everyone fell in love with last year. That team is just not good enough. Um, and you, you know what? And I saw an article by Connor Orr, who writes for the Sports Illustrated, that said they might have to consider making tough moves, like possibly trading Barkley if he comes back with the next two weeks. You know, consider trading Evan Ingram or, or Sterling Shepard because next year's cap, this team is a disaster. Next year's, you went all in the last couple of years and went all, all in this year to try to win. You have no cap space right now for next year. Yeah. You have to make serious moves. The, the, the worst thing you can say about the Giants, of all the things, aside from my enormous uh, frustration with the way that was handled with Daniel Jones yesterday, is that they are a win-now team. That, that's the worst thing you can say about them. He's right. They put all their eggs in the basket of winning now. So when you're a win-now team and you might be the worst team in the NFL, <laughs> that is a lethal combination and and our tv crew can you put their upcoming schedule back up again because it's worse than you made it sound mm-hmm. you know like they play carolina this week then at the chiefs then the raiders then at tampa i mean th- there, there's no way they win any of the next four and games. as much as i hate the eagles you put that as a loss because they're going to retire michael strahan's uh jersey they're all in two when they've <laughs> they've they retired eli manning's jersey yeah they lost yesterday they were honoring the uh super bowl championship team they lost they'll probably lose that eagles game and do me a favor uh mara when you make changes go outside of this organization stop doing what makes you comfortable and hiring people that you feel comfortable with. Step outside the box. These are why Nuno's notes are just the best of notes. Um, I, I would say that Eli Manning, Michael Strahan, and the other assembled members of the championship team that they honored yesterday would not have been less competitive <laughs> playing against the Rams than the Giants were yesterday. At this age, I, I ran into Strahan on the golf course the other day. He's in good shape. Michael could absolute, Michael absolutely would have competed as hard as any of the Giants did yesterday. All right, let's keep going with Nuno's notes. Next game, Packers-Bears. And this is Nuno. This is the beauty of him. He writes, you might own the Bears, Aaron Rodgers, but you also own horrible playoff losses, something that will happen to you again this year. <laughs> see, these are the notes that Nuno puts in the, in, the, in the Google Doc as though I need to see them. Information. He's just sharing his opinion. <laughs> With me, which you could do in a lengthy email chat, but instead you choose to put it in the Google Doc. So I guess in that regard, I will give you credit. I mean, what else are we going to say about that game, right? Uh, that's it, fair. It's the Packers win. They're not a great team. They have a couple. They have some really great players. They have two um, really great players. They have two really great players. Their defense isn't great. Um, the Bears... You don't know what that you have with him, be, with them because of the head coaching situation, and you're playing a rookie QB. Um, so it's finding a silver line into what happened in that game. All right, good luck. Uh, very quickly, he writes: Cowboys thirty-five, Pats twenty-nine. Nuno writes: This hurts my soul, but the Cowboys are going to the Super Bowl even with an inept head coach. We haven't talked about that much, but there have been three times this season now after yesterday that I've had to say the words, it doesn't wind up costing them the game. 
But imagine if it does. He couldn't see the clock in the first game. Then he's got the issue with the Chargers in which they run all that time off the clock and they're lucky. They, they wound up having to kick a 56-yard field goal, if I'm remembering correctly, <coughs> that Zerline bails him out. Then yesterday, he doesn't know what down it is. There's no question he doesn't know what down it is. There's no way you call a timeout on fourth down in that position and kick the field goal at the end of regulation with 24 seconds left. There's no way. If you were watching the game, there was this weird play the moment before where there were two fouls called on the play, and one of them is a loss of down. So it was third and 25. The broadcast said second and 25. I don't know what information is in front of McCarthy at that moment, but they call a timeout, which demonstrates they thought it was third down. Mm -hmm. Third and one, you call the timeout there. Fourth and one, you let the clock run down to three seconds, and you call the timeout there. So, again, they make the kick. They win in overtime. It doesn't wind up costing them. But if I'm a Cowboy fan today, like my main man, Bubs, that would be my single biggest concern. All right, we have given you all the hot takes we have. Now it is time to hear yours. My number is 888-SAY-ESPN. That's 888-729-3776. Your hot takes on an NFL Sunday coming up. Greeny, the podcast. Shopping for Mother's Day is usually a challenge because you wait until the last minute. But Macy's Gift Finder makes it incredibly fast and easy to find the right gift just in time for Mother's Day. Whether you're shopping for your sister's first Mother's Day or your fashionista mom who loves to make a statement, Macy's Gift Finder has so many great gift ideas that you can easily pick out something special to celebrate them both. You can shop by price, anywhere from 25 bucks and under to 100 bucks and under. You can also sort by category like fragrance, handbags, and more, or gift lists like for the mom who has everything, pre-wrapped gifts or gifts for grandma. Find top brands like Studio Pro Model Beats headphones, Polaroid cameras, and Samsung smart TVs. So what are you waiting for? Mother's Day is May 12th. It'll be here before you know it. Macy's has the perfect gift guide to make picking something for mom easy this year. Head to Macy's.com slash gift finder today. That's Macy's.com slash gift finder. Now, let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac, weighing heavy on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And boom! Añejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good! The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liqueur, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. This is Greeny presented by Progressive Insurance coming to you live as always from the Seaport District at Pier 17 brought to you by Chase. We have a million different things to get into here. All our guests as always on the Goodyear hotline with you for every mile on the road to greatness. Goodyear more driven before we know in fact let's do it let's do the calls first and then i will get to the monday night game and get through a few of those but let's get the callers in here and get some of the hot takes here at 888 say espn you can be a part of greenie nation right now on the dr pepper call in line espn nation presented by dr pepper college football heating up fans are hyped return to glory with fansville by dr pepper the one that fans deserve bubba who is our first caller yeah, first up, we got Jeff. All right, Jeff, you're on the Dr. Pepper call-in line. Give me a hot take, Jeff. Hey, how you doing, Greeny? Good. Uh, you know, I don't know if you know, I'm a Dolphins fan, man. But uh, I want to cry today. 
But my hot take is real quick. Uh, Brian Flores, moron. Chris Greer, bigger moron. The man who employs them, biggest moron of all. I want Kellen Moore as my new offensive uh, coach. Um, and the fact that Brian Flores didn't tell his team on that last play against the Jaguars what to do, he should be fired on the spot. Greeny, thank you so much. I'm a frustrated Dolphins fan, and we suck. Yeah, I, it's, it's kind of hard to argue, particularly with that last part. That's the kind of passion and hot take that we appreciate here on the Dr. Pepper call-in line. Bubba, who's next? Yeah, Kellen Moore's not available, but nice try, Jeff. <laughs> we'll go to uh, You Jonas. might be able to get Mike McCarthy next <laughs> yeah, year because Mike. <laughs> Je- Jerry's going to throw him off. He, if he doesn't win the Super Bowl, yeah, you watch Yeah, I think Jerry. I'm changing my – I think he will. I think, I think he will. He has to. He has to keep him, right? He has to what? Keep, keep McCarthy? Kellen. No, keep Kellen. Yeah. Oh, keep Kellen. Like, there's no way he can let Kellen leave, right? Right. Well, leave did, the building. It, 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 I think that the only way that happens is if McCarthy wins the Super Bowl right. this year. Because you can't fire McCarthy if he wins no. it. You just can't. And Moore is going to get head coaching opportunities. Let's see if Jerry can talk him into staying. Jerry might really look him in the face and say, it's just one more year. <laughs> like... My, my, you can be ha- the ca- head coach of this team as soon as we don't win the Super Bowl. <laughs> You'll be the coach the following year. Who's next, Bubs? Uh, next up, we have Jonas. All right, Jonas, you are on the Dr. Pepper call in line. Give me a hot take. The NFL should issue fines or something on officiating crews if they make continual bad plays. And they need to change pass interference calls, penalties, because it's becoming an offensive strategy. Like, how do you game plan against bad officiating crews? Now, I'm a Browns fan. Should be enough said. Uh, it's one thing when we got no tackles. Our running game is beat. We have no Jarvis Landry. We got an injured Baker and OBJ. We got defensive struggles and depth. But how do you game plan against officiating crews? Maybe bring pass interference back to 15 yards, 20 yards, some type of happy medium. Roughing the passer has just gotten ridiculous. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's enough to try to fight back. We can't be aggressive. We got to fight officiating crews. So issue, issuing fines when we see that NFL uh, has made bad calls. That's my take, Greeny. Love the show. Thank you, hashtag crew. Well done. Thank you very much for the call. I appreciate the passion. Clearly, all of us who are sitting here somewhat uh, impassionate about that particular game will say you didn't lose that game because of the officiating yesterday. But I don't think you were trying to say you were. Um, officiating is is always has been and is always going to be a problem. In all sports, in that one in particular, it is a practically impossible game to officiate. We will see. I understand the frustration. Bubba, who's next? Yeah, let's talk to Brian. All right, Brian, you're on ESPN Radio. Give me a hot take. Hey, Greeny. So I'm a uh, Panthers fan, and I'm curious with Sam Darnold starting to look like his old ways with the Jets. Is it time for the Panthers to consider trading McCaffrey while he's still worth something something and try to rebuild this O-line and or go back after Cam Newton? It's. I hadn't thought of Cam. Um, I think you stick with Sam for the moment. Um, he had a bad day yesterday. He didn't get a lot of help. There were a lot of drops in that game. Like, that was just a bad game all the way around. And he still did lead you down there to the touchdown and the two-point conversion that gets it into the overtime. But, yeah, that, that was a bad game and a bad loss, and he did not play well and has not the last few weeks. The more interesting question is the one about trading McCaffrey. Like, the reason you don't pay all that money to running backs is that running backs get hurt. The answer is not, well, if he's healthy, he's worth it. 
The answer is if he was always healthy, he wouldn't play that position. Christian McCaffrey, Saquon Barkley, look at all these guys. So I think that's the real question. What exactly do you get for Christian McCaffrey in a trade right now? They're not going to do it. I'm not suggesting they should. Would you get a first-round pick for Christian McCaffrey no right now? Way. Well, that's what I'm saying. No chance. So he's the most productive running back in the sport, and you wouldn't get a first-round pick for him. So why are you paying him all of that money? It's just kind of the way the sport has gone. It, I hate saying it, but I used to have this expression, mamas don't let your babies grow up to be running backs <laughs> because that's their lot in life is to get used up and not get paid. And that is what's going to wind up happening here. So if you could, they're not going to trade him, and he's a great player. But if you think he's going to be healthy all the time, then you're just looking at the wrong position. Screening on ESPN Radio. Bubba, who's next? Next up is Dylan. All right, Dylan, give me a hot take. Howdy, how are y'all doing today? Good. So you better look out for these Colts. They're coming at the uh, playoffs, and they're getting ready to make a run in the playoffs, and Carson Wentz is going to be an MVP front runner here in about four weeks. You know, it's interesting that you say that. MVP front runner, <laughs> you went a little too far. But... If the Titans lose tonight, and they should, and we're going to you know, do a quick preview of that game in a minute, but they're a touchdown fi- uh, underdog tonight. If the Titans lose that game, which they figure to do, then all of a sudden, like that division, we, we talked about the Colts' first five games and the fear that they were going to get completely buried, which I thought that they would, and at 1-4, and four, normally you'd say you are. But the Titans lost to the Jets. I mean, inexplicably and inexcusably, the Titans losing to the Jets gives Indy life. So if if the Titans lose tonight, the Colts come out of this stretch when they had the most brutal first five-game schedule you could ever imagine. They come out of the stretch one game out of first. So, yes, right now, if you had to bet on it, Ambo, <coughs> who wins that division, Indy or the Titans? The Titans are going to win that division. I'm still, I still need to see more from Carson Wentz. I'm almost discounting that game yesterday. Even though Houston has showed some things, I'm not a believer yet, although I do expect Tennessee to lose tonight. Uh, Bubba, Colts or Titans going to win that division? I just am not, not going to pick Wentz, so I'm going Titans. Okay, fair I enough. Fa- no face, I just don't have faith in them. Here's the only thing I'll say is, if you look at the Colts' remaining schedule, mm. like they have that game against the Titans. Or the, obviously, they'll play them twice. They've got the Jets. They've got the Texans again. They've got the Jaguars twice. Like yeah, Urban's turning it around. Uh, Urban, Urban will get that thing turned around. I don't know. I, I, I think the Colts are a team to be reckoned with. Like, I thought before the season they were going to be good. So we'll see. I, do, do, you, do you buy like crazy into that? No. Uh, into beating the Texans? No, obviously not. But let's see. They lost a tough game to the Rams. That was a three-point game. They lost a tough game to the Titans. They lost a very tough game to the Ravens on a Monday night that they, they had won 8 million different ways. I agree with Dylan. You overlook the Colts at your own peril. All right, Bubba, give me at least one more. Who you got? Uh, let's go to uh, Josiah. All right, Josiah, you're on ESPN Radio. Give me a hot take. Um, I'll make it quick, man. Uh, after Joe Burrow and the Bengals beat the Ravens by two touchdowns, Joe Burrow will win MVP this year. Burrow is so good, mm. and and uh, that's not an easy game yesterday, um, and and they wind up winning. And let me go, let me go see who they got coming up here. The Bengals, after that heartbreaking loss to the Packers, they beat up on the Lions. Um, they got the Ravens, the Jets, Browns, Raiders. I mean, that division is so tough. 
I like the Bengals. I mean, they, they, you know, they were two missed kicks away from beating Green Bay a week ago. Things would feel, imagine if they were sitting there at 5-1 yeah. and one right now. They get Baltimore this week, right? This yes. is the game where they're at the Ravens? Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's a really interesting game. If they win that game at Baltimore, because the Ravens right now look like they might be the, the, besides Buffalo, the best team in the AFC, Cincinnati will open a lot of eyes if they win that game. Let me ask you a question. I checked FPI this morning, our football power index that projects things out, and right now we have the Bengals having a better chance to make the playoffs than the Browns. Have you seen enough from each of those teams to where you would agree with our model? The Browns are less likely to make the playoffs than Cincinnati? The answer is no, and here's why. Mm. Because there are some things that you believe so strongly that you are willing to discount what your eyes are seeing. Like, yes, everything that has happened thus far this season suggests that the Bengals are better than the Browns. What was their other loss? Oh, they lost, the Bengals lost that game to Chicago right. at the very beginning mm-hmm. of the year. Um, are they going to make the playoffs in Cleveland miss? Well, let me put it this way. If Kareem Hunt is really out now, that injury looked really bad yeah. yesterday. They're not going to beat Denver on Thursday night. They're so beat up. The Browns are. Mm-hmm. So, like, they'll be three and four. I think the Bengals, well, even if they win that game, if they lose that game, they're four and three. Uh, no. At this moment, if, if you had to bet your house right uh-huh. now that one or the other of those teams makes the playoffs and not both, you would bet it on Cincy? I would bet it on Cincinnati. Wow. Well, here's what I will say. They definitely have the better quarterback. They have the better quarterback. And right now we have their defense as the fifth best defense in the NFL. That is one of the most improved units in the NFL. There's no one, literally no one in the league, who wouldn't rather have Burrow than Mayfield, right? No chance. They were both first picks overall. Was that back-to-back years or was there a year in between there? It doesn't matter. The point of it is they're both first picks overall. No, Kyler Murray went in the middle of there somewhere. 18, 19, 20. Uh, but, But that's not the point. The point is... I'm not willing to go there because I'm not willing to give up on Cleveland. I just think they have too many good players to be this bad. And I do think the coach is a good coach. But they got a lot of injuries. So we'll wait and see. All right. Outstanding phone calls as always. Thank you, everybody, for calling. I did mention the Monday night game tonight. Our Monday night preview is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Uh, presented by Progressive Insurance. Save when you bundle auto, home, or motorcycle insurance. Visit Progressive.com. Buffalo at Tennessee. Buffalo is a six-and-a-half-point favorite tonight. I think I like the Titans with the points. Now, the Bills are awesome. And I know I've not always given them their due. And they've made me look bad for it. They are just running roughshod over everybody. And the Titans have been sloppy. And to lose a game to the Jets is, is inexcusable. The Jets are so bad. And again, Tennessee, in their defense, they played that game without their receivers and everything else. But whatever. That's not a game you lose if you're a team to be taken seriously. But I still do take them seriously. And I do not think they get blown out in their own building tonight. So do they win the game outright? Probably not. I'm not telling you take the Titans with the money line. But six and a half points? That feels like a lot. What do you think? I think that's about the right number. You said on the TV show that it feels like a trap game of sorts for Buffalo. Buffalo coming off of that huge win against Kansas City, sort of, uh, you know, serving notice we're the best team in the AFC, knocking off that team that had knocked them out last year. And they're not going to go 16-1. and one. I mean, there will be a loss in there again somewhere. At Tennessee, on a Monday night, 
Does it seem so crazy to think that could be a spot where it happens? No, it doesn't seem crazy. But I think Derrick Henry is going to need to go absolutely bananas. Also, He's more than capable of doing for that. For sure. Buffalo is also is going to enter their bye week after this. It's not like there's another game to prep for. So I think that's why, that's why I'm willing to, to spot the, the Bills six and a half. So you would give the six and a half tonight? I would give the six and a half. All right. Go ahead. That's what I, no, no. no that's, I, I think six and a half. I, seven and a half is too many. Six and a half is just right. All right. My official pick is going to be Tennessee plus the six and a half. Speaking of picks. Hashtag KOD. The kiss of death. I went two and three this week. The Patriot game hurt me. Oh, gosh. The Patriot game hurt me. I I took the Pats plus the three. And they lose on a touchdown in the overtime. I mean, that they had that game won in regulation. There's so many different ways. So I lose that game. The game that I deserved to take the beating on was Chargers. I was 100% convinced the Chargers were going to win that game against Baltimore, and they couldn't have been any further from it. So I had the Chargers plus the two and a half. That was a loss. And then I had the Washington football team with the points against Kansas City. That was looking good for a lot of the day. And then that was the loss. So those are my three losses. My wins, I had the Raiders plus three and a half and the Cardinals plus three and a half. Wow, the Cardinals were getting three and a half points. And they obliterated (laughs) the Browns yesterday. So two and three was the official mark on the KOD yesterday. Again, I have uh, the the Titans tonight plus the points. One last thing. We got got the baseball tonight, right? We got the Red Sox and the Astros. Give me, this is for you, Hembo. Mm -hmm. Who wins this game tonight and why? I think Houston bounces back and wins game three tonight at Fenway Park. Again, this has been a series filled with offense. If you're a fan that likes to see six, eight, ten runs scored a game, this is the series for you. And Houston has a better and deeper lineup. I just can't believe, Greeny, that Kike Hernandez and those guys in the Red Sox lineup can continue doing this night in and night out. I mean, look, I doubted them at the end of the regular season. They're playing great still, but I still think Houston is the better team. And Houston wins game three tonight at Fenway Park. Okay, we will see what happens there again. We never give short shrift to the baseball here even during the regular season much less during the playoffs today was obviously quite busy with a lot of things again I'll I'll finish it with my overriding thoughts Cowboys Patriots the most notable thing about that game is for 20 years the Patriots always win that game and the Cowboys always lose it so it was the ultimate in role reversal and then the biggest frustration I had yesterday and we'll see what comes out of there today probably nothing but If I'm the owner of the New York Giants, I demand from my head coach to know why my quarterback, who seven days earlier did not know his own name, is just stumbling around with an obvious concussion, why he's out on the field yesterday down 38-3 in the fourth quarter. That was a, a decision bordering on inexcusable to me because there are only a few things maybe more important than football, but that's one of them. All right, we'll see what winds up happening. Enjoy the games tonight. We'll be back in Better Than Ever tomorrow. Same time, same place. ESPN Radio. Thanks for listening to Greeny the Podcast. You can listen live each weekday morning at 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio and see it with the video on ESPN+. Also catch Greeny on Get Up weekday mornings at 8 on ESPN and also available wherever you get your podcast.